You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. All right, it's Wednesday and I'm here with Kirk Marks. Hello, Fin Fans. And Louis Rigoni. Hi, everybody. It's been a while, Kirk. It, is, it has been you? a while. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, besides the fact that I'd uh, spoken to Lou and we were both at the game on Sunday and <laughs> he thought the weather was comfortable and I had nothing to wear down there, so I froze to death. <laughs> <laughs> he was cold too he told me we so. we were cold kirk um we went down there we checked the weather it said it was going to be 70 to 73 degrees out you know at game time and it sure didn't feel like 73 did it no yeah, i don't it think was, it, was. it was it was every bit of 59 <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was before the wind picked up on occasion i it was cold we went down there in shorts but we did bring sweat sweat jackets you know dolphin sweat jackets and uh we were able to get 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 through the game but it was a lot colder than what we were thinking and um your post on facebook was just cracking me up because a lot of people (laughs) were struggling through that game it was so funny yeah i bet the bills had no problem with it oh no they are you kidding me they they was like perfect for them they had to love it right they were probably figuring they were going to be playing in 85 degree weather and Uh and it's funny kirk because the very next day it it warmed up we had one day of cool weather just in time for the bills to get into town and uh and that was it yeah it got up to i think like 73 degrees and it wasn't quite beach weather the next day right but it was good enough to go out and uh walk around and do things like that mm-hmm. so i don't know if you guys have heard but the dolphins were busy today they uh put uh receiver gary jennings on injured reserve they also put rashad jones and bobby mccain on injured reserve wow that kind of decimates our uh secondary a little bit they wow. signed adrian colbert who's a safety he was with uh, seattle and san francisco he played 21 games started 12 of them had six passes, defense, two uh, forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. Was he was he on one of those teams this past year, Mike, or is this? He was, uh, but did not play. Okay, gotcha. Okay. They also, call, you know, activated Andrew Van Ginkle, so uh, we'll get to see him. And, All right. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And uh, they promoted Gerald Willis, a defensive tackle from the uh, practice squad. Uh, he's six four, two eighty five, and I'm sure he'll rotate into the mix. All right, so we're going to play the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Lou, you were going to tell us about their offense. What should we know? Uh, Let's see. Let's start with the quarterback, Mr. Mayfield. Uh, He is struggling a bit this year, completing a little bit less than 60% of his passes, 11 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and he's been sacked, surprisingly enough, 26 times. Now, guys, don't you think of Mayfield as a guy that scrambles around and and is able to do things with his legs? I mean, you know, I always looked at him that way. A little bit like Russell Wilson, but not quite as fast. Not quite as fast. But the thing is, is that what's happening with with Mayfield is is he's not not really running out of the pocket. His, um, His rushing stats, he's got like 77 yards rushing for the whole season. Isn't that surprising? It is. It really is because you again you think of him as a guy that scrambles around and creates plays, 
with his legs, and it just hasn't been happening. Uh, That's seven yards a game. You would certainly think he would be uh, getting a little more than that. Absolutely. His numbers would be better. And, uh, you know, his touchdown to interception ratio is horrible, too, 11 to 12. He's thrown more interceptions than he has touchdown passes. And he's got Landry and Beckham to throw to. So when you look at their offense, you look at Chubb, he's over a thousand yards already. So the running game is there. He's got six touchdowns. He's averaging, he's averaging five yards a carry. He only put the ball on the ground twice this year, the whole season. And he's had about 200, a little bit over 200 carries already. So he doesn't turn the ball over. They now have Kareem Hunt, who is now added to the mix. He, you know, he started last week. He started playing last week, and he is a beast. So you're going to have guys coming at us all day long that are top-notch running backs, both of them. I mean, you don't get a break with this team because if Chubb's out of the game and you're dealing with Kareem Hunt, then they're not going to miss a beat. They're also getting their tight end back. They're getting their tight end, Nujuko back. You know, they're going to be a handful. Uh, Their offensive line is pretty solid across the board. Their issues, again, you know, we go back to Mayfield. He has struggled this year. I've watched him a few times. Can't really put my finger on what exactly the problem is because he has a lot of offensive talent around him. His numbers should be much better, but they're not. They have the same offensive coordinator as last year. I don't believe they do. I don't think they do either because he was a lot more effective last year, and I wonder if that has something to do with it. I'm not sure. But uh, they're in points scored, they're ranked 25th among offenses. Um, yardage, they're 22nd. Passing yards, they're 21st. And rushing, they are ranked 12th. So they're a good rushing football team. So, you know, again... You know, we're looking at our secondary, Mike. You just brought up the fact that we lost Rashad Jones and we lost McCain in last week's game. That's going to be a problem for us because um, Van Ginkle, the last time I checked, can't play safety. So we added him (laughs) to the roster. Well, I guess they figure Colbert can. Colbert, yeah. And he's, you know, he's off the scrap heap. So uh, we're going to have problems. Um, If we cannot bottle in their running game, then. we're going to struggle here. I this is going to be this this I think is going to be a really really bad matchup for us. Uh, this is a really talented group of players. The only thing we can really hope for in the game is that Mayfield's just off his game and he makes some mistakes and we somehow get some turnovers. Um, you know our pass rush has been non-existent. I don't expect anything different this week. So. Um, we're going to struggle with this offense, Mike. This is one of the more talented teams collectively that we've faced. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, position to position, they're like an all-star team. Uh, agreed. And, uh, you know, the like I said, the additions of Hunt, uh, who came back last week and the Juco this week is, it, you know, it's just more wood to the fire. There's something, I, I think there's something that uh, just feels off with that team, though. Yes. I don't know Absolutely. if it's a chemistry issue or something, but there, you know, there's been teams before where they put a lot of all-star names together and they just don't gel. Yep. Yes. And there's there's an issue there somewhere because, like you said, Mayfield should be doing a lot more than what he is. Mm-hmm. And he has been sacked 26 times, so they are getting pressure on him. I we might just have to. It's it's tough because if we blitz <laughs> and those and the receivers and everybody does what they're supposed to do, then we're going to get burned. But if we sit back and wait. 
we're going to have issues that way too. So I think that they just have to just go at them and just attack them and try to maybe try to take the run away a little bit with uh with God Chow and uh, Wilkins and and hopefully clog that middle up a little bit and you know the rest of it. The, our defensive backs have done okay, so yeah. they're young and they're fast and and hopefully like Needham the way he came along and and Wilts and a couple other these guys. All we can do is hope that they cover those receivers and somehow get a little pressure on these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at numbers on Landry and Beckham, and uh, Landry's been targeted 84 times, and they've completed 49 of those passes, and Beckham is basically right on par with that. He's been targeted 89 times, and they've completed 48 of those passes. That's not a very good percentage for no, either one not. of those guys. It's it's a little bit over 50% of the time, and these are two really, really good receivers. I mean. Neither one of them are dropping passes. So, the, you know, again, the blame goes back to Mayfield and where and what he's doing with this team. The fact that Beckham, through 10 games, has one touchdown reception, Landry has three. You had Eli Manning throwing to him over the last few years, and his numbers were still very, very good when they were both on the field together. So, again, I think this falls back on Mayfield, and there's something definitely up there. Because, I mean, that's just not a real, real good percentage of passes being thrown at your two top receivers that are being completed. I I will tell you this, um, you know, back to Kirk's point a little while ago in regard to uh, teams being able to get to him. In the games that I have watched, some of these sacks have definitely on Mayfield because he's holding on to the ball too long. He's, you know, he's moving around back there trying to create something that maybe isn't there and and he's taking sacks. So, uh, again, I think a lot of the issues with this team right now is is falling on Mayfield himself. So we'll see. Well, we, you know, he yeah. watched Josh Rosen and, and that's a similar circumstance. You know, he sat in the pocket, held the ball too long and ended up taking sacks. And that's mm-hmm. what happens. You've got to make quick decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our best strategy may very well be to try and confuse him uh you know send blitzes and then you know mix up uh man to man with um zone zone and you know just try to create issues for him and and see what comes of it because talent wise with the injuries you know it's really going to be a tough 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 game for us well, I think he'll get healthy this week. Uh, Landry will probably have three touchdowns. It's just our luck. It's the way <laughs> things happen to go when, you know, we play teams that have vexed dolphins on them. I don't know. We'll have to see. You know, do we get any pass rush out of anybody? You know, uh, that's that's the question. And generally speaking, this year it's been no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their rankings, Mike, um, you know, the fact that, Passing wise, they're all in the, you know, all their numbers are in the bottom tier of the NFL, you know, the bottom third. Right. With these type of players, it, it's, you know, it just doesn't add up. Well, we'll get to see firsthand what the deal is uh, on Sunday. Have you guys watched them at all this year in any of the games? I've watched bits Kurt? and pieces. Yep. I've watched some of it because, uh, because of some fantasy things. But um, I know I heard a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, and you guys probably did too, about Beckham wasn't getting the ball enough so he's i thought yes. he was going to start being a problem right and i think that that might be playing a little bit in mayfield's head also because landry is landry he's a cleveland brown right he, you know he believes in it you can see it um of course he's going to want to uh, get three or four touchdowns against us because he just wants to rub it in our faces a little bit and I, I that's what i believe i believe that too and uh beckham 
I, I don't know what's wrong. Something's off, but I just maybe he just doesn't he doesn't gel. I know he wanted to go there and play with Landry because they were teammates at LSU, but uh, it just doesn't seem like things are are working out because he should have a lot more numbers. Absolutely, that he than he has. So I I think it's a chemistry issue. That's part of the problem. Yeah, if it is, that'll work itself out. You know, there's a lot of ego there. So you know. <laughs> Is it an ego thing? Is it just an X is an O thing? And, uh, you know, is it a desire thing? I don't think that is the case. I think it's probably either an X, X and O thing or uh, there's just too many voices in the room, you know, and they've, they've got to learn how to coexist with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, the games that I have watched, Mayfield has been the problem. He's just off. You know, his passes are short, they're high, they're, they're, they're wide left, wide right. He's just been off. And I've watched him at least three or four times so far this season, and, it, and he's been consistently like that. So, I, again, I think he's, he's the major issue there. I don't know. Maybe, the, he, maybe this is what he's going to be over the course of his career. I don't know. But uh, it's the problem right now from what I have seen of him. When they were losing – I was just waiting for the whole thing just to implode. Uh, to blow up, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it to blow up. And I think that Mayfield, he needs to be humbled because he's not he's not producing like he like he acts. I don't know how I'm trying to say that, just from what I see on the field. I, I agree with bri- you. Yeah, his britches are too big for himself or something, and he hasn't earned it. Agreed. So, how many times do you see him in commercials over the course of these football games? You know, those many. commercials he does with his girlfriend or wife and – and then I've seen him in at least two or three different commercials promoting stuff. And you're absolutely right, Kirk. Has he really earned that at this point? Well, I mean, what has he done? You know, he played, he played what, two-thirds of a season last year? I agree with you. You're absolutely right on that. Well, I'm not going to bash him because I watched his college tape. I liked him. I wanted Miami to get him, and they, they didn't. Obviously, uh, yes. Cleveland took him first. Yeah. There is talent there, and, uh, you know, he's struggling now, obviously, and uh, I don't know the reasons. We don't know the reasons, but uh, if it is on him, then he's got to fix whatever it is in his game that's broken um, because he he did produce last year uh, at a pretty reasonable level, Mm -hmm. and uh, he certainly produced in college. So the talent is there. He's just got to fix it. That's a definite, and I I don't want you to think that I was trying to bash him. What I'm trying to say is that, he has the talent. He needs to step to the plate with it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Get focused. I mean, not worry about commercials. And, uh-huh. you know, these guys get caught up in all that very early in their careers. It, it is a problem because you're, you're, you're taking away. You're distracted. It's you're, you're time distra- you could be learning the playbook and studying film and learning tendencies and all those other things that take a lot of time. Absolutely. And I think that uh, to, to Kirk's point, I think that's what he was getting at is that, you know, he's he's not focused on, you know, what he needs to be doing right now because he Mike, I agree with you. You know, he does have all the talent in the world. I love the guy coming out of college and I was hoping that we would get him, but um, you know, we'll see. You know, but right now it's on him. As far as what I have seen of games, it's on him. So Well, let's hope he has one more bad game. Yeah, why not? How's the defense? The defense we we uh dodged a bullet. They have uh, 30 sacks for the season, and half of the sacks were with Miles Garrett and Larry Unganjobi. Uh-huh. 15 of the sacks are gone because of those suspensions. Wow. So, so that's, both that's, of them got suspended, Kirk. What's that? I, I didn't know the other fellow had gotten suspended along with Garrett. Yeah, I believe there was two of them. Yep. Yep. Okay. 
He's so, the one that pushed um, pushed somebody down after the fact, right? Ra- yes. uh, Rudolph. After the scrum went down, he then pushed them later on. Okay, gotcha. So they're they're rushing defense. They're only ranked twenty fifth. They they give up a one hundred and twenty seven yards a game. Wow. So four point eight yards a carry, and they've given up uh, eight rushing TDs. And on passing, they're ranked fifth. They're much better at uh, pass defense. They're only giving up 216 yards a game. They gave up 17 passing touchdowns and eight interceptions. But when I looked at the time of possession between them and the opponents, it's almost dead even. I think it's like 31 and uh, 29. So what I'm thinking is with them being ranked 25th and you're able to run on them, and I know we don't have a good running game, but I think that's the way we're going to have to attack them. We're going to have to figure out a way to be able to run the football. Um, They got a decent defensive line. They have Sheldon Richardson there on the middle, and they got Olivier Vernon over on the right side. And they he's have he's playing really well. He's he's playing great, and they have a middle linebacker Joe Schobert, who's second in the league with tackles and sister including the tackles. He's got ninety two tackles, and he's the middle linebacker. And I think he's playing off of Richardson. Yeah, he's very so. Good. Be kind of tough to run up the middle on him, but I think that we can attack the outsides if we're going to do anything. But I, I really believe in this game with their defense being really good against the pass that. We're going to have to try to attack them with a run first. And in turn, I believe that by doing that, that will help keep their offense off the field. Um, and, of course, they got two really good uh, cornerbacks, too, in Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. So they do have some names back there. Yeah, yeah. But they got names all over the team, you know. But uh, I don't like our chances this week. I mean, just being straight direct, I don't like our chances. I mean, if Cleveland plays their normal game, we're going to have trouble. Because we don't have with, with our secondary losing two key players, you know, in uh, Jones and McCain. Even though we haven't seen a lot of Jones, it still is a guy we were planning on having back, and now he's not back. And you know, you've got to move people around, and uh, that's going to be, you know, who is going to cover Beckham? Who is going to cover Landry? You know, we really don't have uh, two top-flight cornerbacks to be able to match up. You know. That alone should cause us issues. And then when you talk about uh, the running game, we have not been good against the run, and this kid can run. Absolutely. Both of them. Yeah. I just I don't see how we're going to be able to match up against this team. So it'll be real interesting to see if they find a way. Well, uh, we do have a few positives, and um, Kirk touched on a few of them. The fact that two of their linemen are out. Uh, that's that's the majority of their pass rush. So without those two guys in, it's definitely going to affect their pass defense. Yes. Uh, they also lost uh, their starting safety last week, and Burroughs is out for the year. They put him on IR. So they lost one of their key guys in the secondary. So we may have opportunities to throw the ball against this team. As you said, Kirk, we got kind of lucky this week because we lost, they lost two of their better pass rushers. And that will definitely affect, you know, how they come out and play defense. Now, our offensive line isn't great, but the fact that they lost Garrett alone is a major plus because he was just going to give us fits all day long. Fits to Fitzpatrick. How do you like that one? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with that being said, I think that, you know, with the fact that they're going to be missing two, three, star- uh, three starters on their defense that are, that are going to uh, definitely hurt their pass defense, I think we might be able to make some plays in the passing game. Kirk, you know, I'm just not, 
you know, I, I hate our, I hate our running game right now. I really do. I think that, you know, somehow some kind of way Laird's got to get involved because when you're running Bellage, it's, you know, you're just wasting time. I mean, you're, you're wasting, you're, we're just not doing anything. And I know that their, their run defense isn't really that good, but you know, our rushing game has to be the worst in the NFL right now, isn't it? Well, I don't know where we're our ranked. Offensive run blocking has got to be the worst in the NFL. Right. And uh, that starts the problem. Now, you know, Belage is a one-cut runner. He's a big physical guy. He's not a guy that's elusive. He's not going to fool anybody. Right. He's a guy that's going to run straight at you. And with without him able to go more than a yard and a half before he gets hit, you know, he's not building up that head of steam to where he's going to be effective. Right. He's got to be behind a better offensive line or he's going to do exactly what he's done, and that's pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just his talent is not suited for the line that he's running behind. He needs a line that's going to create him space so he can get going and, and use that momentum and uh, power that he has. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's just a bad fit. And for that reason, I agree with you. I do think they need to put Laird in more and Gaskins in more and see what these guys can do. So if they're a little shiftier, maybe they can find a hole where there wasn't one. Right. Jet sweeps. I talk about that. Yeah. Just, just, they have to get more movement. They have to stretch defenses out and just get more movement. Because what the Bills did last week is they just kept crashing in the middle because they knew Bellage was not an outside threat. Right. And uh, it it totally shut Miami's running game down. It's true. We need some more talent at the running back position, and we certainly need better blocking for that talent. Mm-hmm. So they got their work cut out this offseason. They do. Hey, Kirk, one quick question to you in regard to Garrett. And um, what was the other gentleman's name that got uh, suspended Larry this Larry Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. Um, you know, it, it'll hurt their running game too, I'm sure. I mean, their run defense. With, with both of those guys being out. I don't know what type of player either one of them are against the run. I don't watch enough of them, but I would assume that it's going to hurt them in that aspect as well. Um, you know, we talked about the fact that they're a key part of their pass rush, but, um, you know, as far as against the run, they were bad. They were ranked very low, as you said. So maybe that, that'll, this, this is going to make them even worse. I don't want to be mean here, but our guys have trouble blocking air. that's why we have to give them help (laughs) they do they do well you know we'll see again you know i i think i think we do have to get guys out in the flat and um and create some things i mean i would love to see grant carry the ball five or six times on those jet sweeps and at times fake it to him and you know run some pass plays out of it or you know run the ball up the middle while he's in motion i think those are the type of things that they're going to have to do to create some holes for the running game if they just line up balage in the backfield and try to run right up the middle it you know i, I just think it's a waste of time uh the last yeah, few weeks have, have proven that it's just not so yeah. Well, I'm we'll thinking. See. I'm thinking this because I'm looking at the the left side of their defensive line. They have a defensive end, Chad Thomas. He's only got 13 tackles for the year, right? And a defensive tackle on that side, Devereaux Lawrence, only has seven tackles. Wow. Okay. So that's the side that you have to attack. And if you can attack mm-hmm. that, if you have Cox in there, fullback, and you can pull a guard and and put uh, Dorm Smythe over on that side, you might be able to open a hole for a for a Gaskins or a Laird to get through, or little swing and passes and the or whatever. Tire iron, you know. <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> he, he said that in a tire iron you well, know tire irons can be they can be accessible uh, but if you're going to if you're going to try to find around, a way to attack that, that's yeah. what we got to do 
Gotcha. They haven't done it in 10 games. I mean, they really have not been a good running team. So I don't expect that to change Sunday, regardless of what they do. I, I really have, I have no confidence in this offensive line being able to block uh, practice squad players. I just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, ex- up the middle especially, and that's where they need to be effective for Balage. That's the whole problem. And, uh, you know, it just it's, it's a recipe that just doesn't taste good. Agreed. You know, I, I don't know how they're going to change it, you know, in one week. Now, maybe they get really creative and, and bust a couple outside, but the odds of that happening are slim because they're not going to get the blocking to set those edges, and, and you know, it's just not happening. Uh, the tight ends can't block. It's tough. It's tough. I'm glad I'm not their offensive coordinator because he's, he's got his hands tied right now. I think the only chance they have to win the game is for Fitz to have success as usual, and... uh how much can you get out of him? Uh, they're a pretty good pass defense, so we'll see. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. We shall. I mean, uh, the offensive line as a whole, we knew they were going to be bad, but don't you guys feel that they are the most disappointing across? Yes. I mean, we knew we were going to have yes, some I issues. I expected Davis to play a little bit better. I expected the rookie they drafted to play a little bit Dieter, better. yes. Yep. Absolutely. I think collectively, right? Kirk, you agree with that? I mean, don't you think they're the most disappointing group oh, on, you know, on the team? Absolutely. Um, you know, everybody else has somewhat exceeded our expectations. The secondary, as you mentioned earlier, Kirk has been playing so much, but even with guys in and out of the you know the lineup, I mean, we haven't. What we have, Xavier and Howard for two and a half games. Three, yeah, it wasn't much. It wasn't much, and you know, Rashad Jones, we haven't had for the majority of the season, and they've they've exceeded expectations. And the linebacking crew has done a pretty solid job. You know, the defensive line, you know, they've been adequate at times. The well, old- they've been okay inside. It's outside where right. they hurt. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. But the offensive line, like I had, like I was saying, is has been the most disappointing, including – and you can throw Smythe and the tight ends into that as well. I mean, Smythe's, Smythe's pl- doing horrible, Mike, in regard to pass blocking, isn't he? Yep. I mean, yep. he's not – you know, he's not – grading out or whatever it is you know he's not rating out well in regard to tight end you know blocking tight ends in the league so he's just not getting the job done and you know the when as you're watching the games you can see that you know it's obvious i i think go ahead kirk i think that uh smith i thought i saw somewhere where he only played eight plays on sunday Hmm. i'm gonna have to look that up but i just you know, I was listening and I and I heard it, and I know that uh, Gesicki was out there a lot, but I didn't see Smythe on that field too often. And Gesicki, Gesicki actually had a good game blocking last week. I think he was our best run blocker, believe it or not, Kirk. That was funny, right? Yeah, that, Mike, how's Mike, that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? Mike brought that up to me. He says, "Lou, do you know that Gesicki <laughs> had the best grade in regard to?" Um, uh, you know the 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 uh, run and pass blocking last week. So quite interesting, isn't that's it? That's really funny, really funny, or sad funny. I don't know which kind of Ugh, funny. That I is. mean, that's pretty bad. I yep. mean, when when he's your, you know, he's doing the best job across that line. Woof, that's scary. Well, 
so, all right. So, you know, we talked about the running game. We talked about, you know, Bellage's limitations. And uh, we had Mark Walton, but Mark Walton uh, got into some trouble. Uh, evidently, he punched his girlfriend, allegedly, a couple of times in the head and face. And uh, the Dolphins immediately cut him upon hearing that news. Now, there was an article written yesterday by Armando Salguero that said uh, signing him was a mistake. How do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean... I mean, the question is, should they be taking chances on players with a checkered past? You always have to. I mean, I, I listen, there's guys that have developed into very good individuals when given a second chance. So you always want to give somebody a second chance because we all know we've we've made mistakes in our lives. Everybody does. So you always want to give somebody a second opportunity. But you know, once once you're given that second opportunity, and in this short amount of time you mess up again, then they they did the right thing. So, I mean, you know, you can sit there and talk all you want about a mistake. You know, it was a mistake signing him. Well, suppose this guy wound up being our starting running back next year, and and he went through the rest of his career without a blemish on it in regard to doing something like that. Right. There's no way of you predicting know, that. There's no way of predicting predicting it. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's a stupid comment by him. He shouldn't make it. He shouldn't make a comment like that because nobody knew what this guy was going to. Or we didn't know his character. I don't know the person individually. We trusted the coaching staff. They trusted in him and he failed them and he's gone now so you know i look at it it. this way you know so writes some terrible articles but they still allow him to write again so you know i think that uh like you said everybody deserves a second chance and um i don't have a problem with it i really thought that was a weak article on his part you know because he, he really throws some uh accusations at Greer saying, you know, he, he makes bad, she's making Greer look bad. And I, I, I don't think that's the approach here that should be taken. I, if anything, I would applaud Greer for giving the guy an opportunity because that's what they should be doing. They're looking for talent. They've got to be giving people opportunity because if not, he's not doing his job. So I, I look at it exactly the opposite as uh, he does. That didn't work out. So you move on. You didn't lose anything. He made the statement that it makes the organization, it puts a stain on the organization was the words he used. I don't see it that way at all. (laughs) If Miami kept him, that would put a stain on the organization. Agreed. Absolutely. So, you know, I I just see it totally, totally opposite the way he does. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that article at all. Yeah. And I, I, I don't like when the media, you know, starts that kind of nonsense to try to make a, an organization or somebody, you know, like Greer look bad. That that kid, we gave him his second chance, and he was actually before what just happened. He came a long way. He was a, he was a feel good story for a little bit because he worked his way up and was our starting back for a little while. And you know exactly. But I you know I, Pres- only, Preston only, Williams had some problems, and they signed him, and look at what he's done. So I mean, you know, you can look, but look at this both ways. Yeah, yeah. look at look across at the team we're playing next week. Kareem Hunt. I mean, created all that craziness last year to where Kansas City, you know, down the playoff stretch. And I mean, they really, really could have used him. I mean, I know some of the guys filled in well, but they're not Kareem Hunt. And he's in Cleveland right now. He, you know, he, he sat out, he did, you know, he, he sat out his games during his suspension and now he's back in the NFL and, you know, who knows what's going to happen with him. I mean, he may not have another blemish in regard to doing something stupid 
for the rest of his career and you move on from it. So there's, right. there's, I'm sure there's a million situations one way or the other, you know, this, it's a, it's a crapshoot just like anything else. You know, you don't yeah. know it's up to the individual. That's so right. You can't control them. You know, it's that simple. You give them the opportunity and if they fail you, then you do just what you said, Mike, you let them go. And it would have been a blemish. It would have been a bad thing had the organization held on to them knowing this. And they did do the right thing. Right. So Tua um, Tungabailoa got badly hurt dislocating his hip and uh, uh, had some bone damage. But uh, there's talk from his doctors that he's going to fully recover. Of course, I expect his doctors to say that. They're his doctors. <laughs> Assuming that's the case, and it's going to take, let's say, 18 months, do you think Miami should consider drafting him with one of their first-round picks? I do. I think that we should definitely take a chance on him. We have Fitzpatrick still for another year. We have uh, we still have Rosen, right. and we don't have to rush that kid. But if he turns out to be what he's supposed to be, I'd, I'd much rather be happier having him on my roster than have somebody else take him. And then us later down the road saying, I wish we would have had him. But we didn't take him because we took another quarterback that wasn't as highly rated and it didn't work out for us. So I'm all for with one of those three picks grabbing him. Depending on, you know, depending on his uh, his health status as as we go well, forward. Well, you're, you're gambling, you know, obviously by April, we'll know more. Yes. But you're, you're gambling that he's going to make a, you know, a full recovery or cl- as close to a full recovery as possible. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with Kirk 110%. I mean, I've said it, Mike, over and over again, that you've got Fitzpatrick and Rosen both in place for next year. So I, I have no problem with it, especially if we if he drops down a little bit and we're able to snatch somebody in the top 10, someone else. And, right. you know, he just drops due to the fact that he's injured. Um, you know, again, there's so much that can happen in between now and then. And maybe two is a guy that the organization didn't even like to right. begin with. Right. But, you know, if you're talking about him and whether I would be okay with them doing something like that, absolutely. Now, if you're talking about us having the, the third pick in the draft and we go ahead and we do it right there, I, I don't know about that. I agree with you. That would be awful, awful risk. I I think it's it's a major, major risk. I think that, you know, with maybe one of the other two picks in the first round, even if maybe you have to move up a little bit, maybe in the middle, you know, give up one of the picks to do it, maybe. But at that number three or four, wherever we may wind up, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd have to question that. I'd be concerned with doing it right there. Maybe you take that number three or four pick and trade down a little bit and uh, get yourself some extra picks and take him with one of those picks that you acquire. I mean, possibly, Mike, but at at some point we have to get some top tier talent on both sides of the football. And, you know, when you're when you've got that third pick in the draft, I mean, you should be able to get somebody that's going to be a game changer. And and we, we need a few of those on this team. We really do. That's what we're lacking right now. So again, you know, a lot, we've talked about this over and over again, a lot can happen between now and, and the draft. So we'll, we'll, we'll just see how it all, you know, unfolds. Speaking of talking about it over and over again, uh, there was an article <laughs> today, uh, saying the coach has not ruled out Josh Rosen playing again this season. How would you feel about that? I guess there's nothing wrong with taking another look. 
and giving him another chance. If he's picked up on some of the things they they thought he was having problems with in the last few weeks, they got him yeah, benched you know, the in the coach, first place. He's saying he's saying they're he's looking a little bit better in practice and he's coming along and you know he's got to take it day to day. You know he says all the coach things that they say exactly. But I, I would uh they don't really tell you anything. I, I wouldn't have a problem with them putting him on the field again. Take another look, Mike. You really want me to talk about this, do you? <laughs> well, I think I know what you're going to say, but yeah. I honestly I would be I would be happy if we never saw him on the field again. I mean, that's, you know, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum here. Um I, you know, I'm fine with Fitzpatrick. I think that if you put Rosen in, you you're not giving you're not going to give this receiving core or your team an opportunity to stay in football games and win football games. I think I've seen enough of him between last year and what I saw of him this year. I think that Fitzpatrick gives you the best opportunity. It it gives you the opportunity to evaluate a lot of the players around him. And, you know, Rosen's just not there yet. And, and you know, going back to our offensive line, I don't want to put him behind there. I really don't. I don't think it's going to benefit anybody, him, the team, anybody involved by by putting him back in at any point and honestly I don't see it happening unless Fitzpatrick begins to play some bad football I'd be shocked if they make another quarterback move I really would so we'll, we'll see yeah I think a lot will depend on uh, Fitzpatrick's shoulder yeah I mean I don't you know you mentioned that on Monday Mike I don't know I mean I I haven't seen anything I know you said he was on the injury report um I was at the game. Kirk, you were at the game. I mean, did you see anything that that uh, warrants a concern in regard to his shoulder? Because he seemed to be swinging it around pretty good. He threw the ball, what, over 40 times, right? He looked fine to me. He threw the ball. It was crisp. I didn't see any issues with him. And, you know, to get to your point about being able to evaluate the uh, receivers and everything, he does give us the best chance. Yes. Yeah, I have to agree with that. And I don't see any any issues with his throwing. He threw that ball hard and it was windy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get yes, that. Yes, it was. Right. <laughs> you guys are talking like you were in Cleveland. <laughs> it's funny because Kirk, you're from up north, right? So my fifty my fifty degrees up here is different than your fifty degrees down there. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I could go in, I could go in my backyard says. in my swimming pool on my fifty. <laughs> I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, we're tough down here. Well, we're Mike, tough. Mike, what are your thoughts? You know, in regard to that, I could care less either way. To be honest with you, really? Yep. Really? Okay. Yep. Um, you know, I, I do think they need to see more of Rosen. I, I do want to see if he's progressed. You know, so I would be okay that way. On the other hand, I want the team to play well, and I think they have a better chance of playing well with Fitzpatrick in there. So. You know, I can make the argument either way and be comfortable with the answer. Yeah, I mean, I think the only reason going forward, and and it's not going to benefit us doing this either, is to maybe showcase him. Because I'm telling you from now, he's not going to be the quarterback of our future. Period. He's not going to be. He's not. He's not going. I mean, looking at him, you know, he's. I don't think he's ever going to develop into that. Now, if you want to maybe showcase him to possibly move him again, I I don't think that's going to benefit us. I think they're better off just having him sit right now because I think 
what what teams are going to see as they watch film on him during football games is exactly what we've watched and it's not going to benefit benefit us in any way shape or form so you know i think he's just better off um you know carrying the clipboard and and watching um fitzpatrick do what he does because he's been doing a great job there's really no is it really fair to fitzpatrick i know he's a great guy and he's a team player but there's no fair in football there there isn't mike but but what real purpose other than the fact that you want to see this guy back on the field to see what you have is it going to serve and well i think i do think you want to measure his progress that that would be what it would serve you know either he's improved and or he hasn't and right you know there's there's no way of knowing that until he's in a game well looking at the schedule where do you put him in well, you going, know what? They, they, right now, they're not eliminated yet, and I wouldn't put them in until they're officially eliminated. What from the playoffs? You mean? Yes, from the wild card spot. Wow! Not that I expect them to be in the wild card, but I'm, from a coaching standpoint, I think that's the attitude that you have. You wouldn't. I don't think you would put him in now until you're officially eliminated. Officially eliminated. What does that tell you about the AFC that we're not officially eliminated after ten weeks of football? Yeah. Not a lot. There's a lot of bad teams. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, they, they picked this year teams. to be bad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, it's our luck. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, we it, have had some we have had some really bad luck. I mean, you know, just a lot of things have gone wrong over the past decade. There's a reason we are where we are. Well, just this season alone, Mike. Yeah. Look at the things that, you know, I mean, the guys that we've lost. I mean, you know, Preston Williams, if he's in right now, it, it, it definitely helps the offense on the defensive side. You've now lost three of your four starters yeah. for the season. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It yeah. really is. So and it doesn't stop. Every week it's something else. Exactly. So. All right. So with that, uh, have you guys got anything else you'd like to add? I'm good. Kirk? I'm good. You're good. Kirk, you I'm want to too. talk more about how cold it was on Sunday? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I do. Wimps. Real, real quick. <laughs> So I'm sitting up in my seats, and I go downstairs to uh, to use the restroom, and that wind coming through that tunnel <laughs> added another another eight degrees. And the security person that stands there with the stop and you know wait sign, right, right, right. She had a full head of hair, and that wind was blowing that hair something fierce. <laughs> Okay, are we done yet? Yeah, we're Mike, done. Mike, you haven't been there in a while. Do you know that that's what they do now? The ushers, they literally have a sign uh-huh. that they hold up and tell you you can't go to your seats right now. Right. Did you I'm know glad that? they do that because it blocks people's views that are oh, sitting in the one seats. Let, let, me, let me share something from the game as well. We, we were sitting in a section way up. Uh, mm-hmm. We were 23 rows up. So I had 23 rows in front of me that I was able to watch over the course of the game. When I tell you I was getting a workout, my wife was getting a workout, and the other two individuals that were with us were getting a workout because our row, we had one individual or another every two seconds getting up, excuse me, past me, excuse me, (laughs) right in the middle of the game. Uh We must have got up at least 100 times. And – my wife turns to me and says, do you realize that our row is the only row that's doing this? And I said, absolutely. And I was just losing. You know how much patience I have, Mike? <laughs> oh, yes, I know. I mean, it was just nonstop. No, no football etiquette whatsoever. We had the worst row of people 
I don't know if I've ever been to a game where it was that bad. It was just incredible. Every time you sat down, somebody else wanted to get up and go by and go to the concession or the bathroom or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was absolutely insane. It happened well, all day That's long. what happens when you have a crappy team. <laughs> I you guess had so. a good team, nobody would leave. Trust me. Yep. All right. All right. So that's going to be it for uh, today's show. Next, next week, we're going to come back on Tuesday, and we're going to have a combined show because of the holiday. And uh, Turkey we, Day. We'll, yeah. So we'll see you guys then. Fins up. Fins up. Fins up, doll fans. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 